What's up, New England and beyond? It's the Room Podcast again with the New England MMA Pro Summer 2022 rankings. What's up, uh, Travis and um, Lars? Lars, you busy? You busy there? Did we interrupt something today? What's going <laughs> on here? Lars, I dig the room, bro. Is this a different room you are uh, you are broadcasting from today? No, same with daughter's room. So I got I got her toys hanging around. Yeah, you just just happened to get the Bobby doll. Massive, up. squishy watermelon. Dude, that's fun. You know. That's pretty cool, right there. I didn't notice the lights yesterday, bro. Those lights up there. I gotta get them for yeah. the. I gotta get them for the podcast room. They can change colors pretty easily too. Jesus, show me. <gasps> Ooh, that looks better. I'm sold. Okay. I'm friggin' sold. Done. Travis needs them. He's a little dark in there, but that's all right. You are a little dark uh, yourself. Yeah. Right there. Right there. Keep that light there, Lars. That's a good one. That's a good one. Like it better than the red? Nah, the red's lighter. All right, that's good. All right, uh, stop playing with your daughter's shit, man. Uh, <laughs> so, guys, uh, we, had a, we had a podcast last night, did the amateur rankings. Um, did anyone get any death threats today anything like that that we can uh you know i heard, I heard jared kelly's still got his head above water so we're good really nobody went yeah. after him so uh you know kudos to I, I heard his phone stop pinging about <laughs> an hour ago though <laughs> uh yeah i don't know Maybe if he's watching um with the blow up doll Dal- don shanis is our uh one and only visitor right there don we're gonna bullshit for a couple of minutes we're gonna recap a little of the yesterday's uh show uh, a couple of mistakes that we'll have to fix down the line um just a couple though just a couple so the one was uh one was the you know the brett casey that you know we've we weren't bothered and change that. We need to fill that up, I guess. Anyway, and then another one was um, Andy Coat said from uh, from sit, uh, sit one of the guys that we had at 170. He's a one and guy, amateur. He's actually at 185. Yeah, Fabio uh, Alano. Yes, Rich, Rich that one. Caldwell reached out to me as well. All right, we missed those two. All right, yeah. and and just hey, I, you know, we we you know we're looking over. 300 plus, you know, fighters just in the rankings, let alone the ones on the fringes. So, you know, we're trying to analyze 400 different fighters. We're going to miss shit here and there. It just happens. Yeah, and I'm I'm hoping that people understand that. Um, there wasn't much um, negativity about what's out there yet. Um, you know, a couple of, you know, one, one division, uh, you know, a couple of comments about that. But I'm sure... Um, you know, we haven't heard anything really bad. No one, no one yelling at us yet. It is only the amateurs, you know, and they're not the easiest uh, group to uh, rank when some of them have one fight, some of them are between uh, weight classes, uh, you know, and, and this and that. So um, we did the best we could and, uh, with your comments and your, uh, you know, whatever you have to say about it, that, that helps for uh, to tweak the next ones. And they're always changing because the fights are on, uh, on a roll now, these promotions. So, you know, I... One thing I want to say is there was some conversation around uh, Colin Robinson, GDO4 being one and three in the amateur middleweights. A couple of guys chimed in for GDO4 from GDO4's gym, which you know I totally understand. They they probably should be doing that, but I think what's great about it is it's creating discussion and it's also hyping up a potential fight between those two in October. So maybe this creates some more storylines and uh, you know more attention to the fight. So I think it's it's good all around. You know. We'll, We'll decide in October who's who's the best 185 middleweight in New England. Absolutely. Um, 
Don Shane has said he has to work out. He uh, will chime. He'll look in and out, but he will not be as busy on tonight's broadcast as he was yesterday. I imagine there's so many fighters training right now. It is uh, kind of that uh, that peak hour for uh, sparring and everything else. Um, so, guys, uh, do you want to start? Anything you want to say before we start with the pro rankings? We're going to start with heavyweight and work our way down like we did yesterday. But uh, anything you want to say? Uh, guys, before we uh, we blast off here. I do just want to correct one thing I said yesterday. It's been bugging me all day. Uh, Curtis Ouellette is not fighting um, Zach Faulkner at NEF. That was a mistake I made. So if anyone was like, holy shit, something happened, Zach Faulkner's actually going down to lightweight, and Curtis is fighting somebody else. Uh, he's fighting Kyle Hill from Nosto. So I just wanted to clear that up. Isn't that for the bell? Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, well, there you go. And uh, Curtis Ouellette is from um, Jesse Erickson, where he coaches out of uh, CMM BJJ. Is that is Central Maine BJJ? Central Maine, yep. So, um, yeah, a couple of – he's good. Uh, you know, he's uh, moved up in his last couple of fights. Uh, looking good. So, uh, Neff, Neff, we're, uh, what, one week away from Neff, a couple of Saturdays away, right? Yep. Neff put it, uh, out that uh, video today of um, the grounds – where the fights are going to be, man, that looks friggin' hot. Does it not? Yeah, <laughs> it does look hot. It's like the place is legit though. It's really cool. Like I've been there a few times. It's it's you know it's right on the water. I'm assuming they're going to put the cage underneath the canopy, the 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 tent area, uh, just in case rain or something comes in. But I mean that that place could probably hold ten thousand people if they wanted to. So they won't have any issues with tickets. I'm assuming. Um, but it will be really interesting to see a show there. Uh, you know, there's a brewery right there. There's, a, um, like a winery, some food there. So it's, it's kind of like a cool little, little spot right on a peninsula. Excellent. I'm excited to, uh, check it out. Um, I, th I don't, I don't think it's only like, a, I guess a two and a half hour ride for me or so. Um, not sure yet. So, uh, <clears throat> I'll figure it out when it gets closer, if I'm sleeping in my car or not. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, anything else? Anything else you want to say, Lars? Anything you want to say about uh, anything before we uh, we start here? No, man. I'm pumped. I think, you know, like I said, a lot of work goes into these, and the amateurs are really difficult to do. I think uh, our pro rankings are pretty, pretty honed in, um, but I think there's a lot of good discussion that comes around these rankings, so I'm, I'm excited to, to drop them here tonight. Um, okay. Well, here we go. The first, uh, the first division here is heavyweight. Let me see if I, I think I have it locked and loaded. Um, and there we go. Young and DeCastro at the top of the heap here, guys. Uh, Terrence Jean Jacques, uh, right behind him, who has a one FC contract as we speak right now. And uh, you know these other guys. You know, Ross Hilton is fighting on that card we just spoke about. Is he fighting Brandon Battles? Is that the matchup? Who is No, he's, he's fighting Cody Lightfoot, okay. who uh, is coming back after, like, seven years or something like that. Oh, really? How was he before he left? He was, like, 5-4 and four pro or something along those lines, 5-3, and three, something along those lines. Oh, nice. He was good. He was uh, great ahead of me in high school. Went to the same high school I did. Excellent. Played football. Well, um, depending on this matchup here and how it uh, – how it turns out, he could be on the rankings next time. Uh, well, it's it's his retirement fight. Oh, one and done. One and done. Oh. 
Really? Uh, but maybe we will throw him a bone and put him on the rankings if he if he somehow uh, gets through Ross. Maybe he deserves a ranking, but he'd drop off probably pretty quickly. All right. Well, there you go. Beans from Travis. Well, I'm sure that's known, one and done. I didn't know that. Tyler King is on uh, the rankings. Um, you know, he's uh, coming off a, a few losses in a row. But this is uh, a thin division in New England. Uh, Jorgen DeCastro is signed by um, Eagle FC. So, you know, that's a touch-and-go one right there. I mean, how did we include him? You don't consider um, Eagle FC a, um, a major organization, kind we of? Actually talk, yeah, we talked about this when we did it. The division was just so thin um, that we had to eliminate guys that were UFC uh, – I mean, UFC some of these guys or PFL. Right. Yeah, or PFL. Yeah, it just it. We had to have some guy. I mean, it's to represent the New England division, and and it's wouldn't be right not to have Jorgen on there, considering he's not signed one of the big three. Right. Even though you could consider Eagle FC is pushing uh, those limits at this point. Well, uh, I'm sure he'll be happy to be on on uh, the rankings. Um, I'm not sure about news for him, but. Uh, last time speaking with him at a CES event, he was looking toward the end of the year to fight for that heavyweight title. So, uh, you know, I know he's uh, training and uh, doing his thing over the summer. So we'll see what happens by the end of the year. So um, Terrence, we got to see with him as far as uh, is he going to stay heavyweight? Is that what like what's his deal with one uh, FC? Is he in between uh, kind of light, heavy and heavy? What's what's that deal? Do we know? I don't know the deal itself. Um, you know, I talked to him a little bit and he said things were kind of getting worked out and, you know, the money's really good. So good for him. And I, I assume it's going to be heavyweight just because he won the heavyweight tournament to get into one FC. So I would assume they kind of honor that lineage of him, you know, fighting for them for heavyweight. And, um, you know, I don't know how many options they have for him to fight over there heavyweight. I, I'm not too familiar with 1FC, but um, I, I know he's moving in, uh, in that direction. So I would assume he's going to stay heavyweight. He, seemed, he looked pretty good. He's won three in a row uh, at heavyweight. So why not stay there? Excellent. I can imagine he would probably debut it at heavyweight and then have the option to move down if there's more competition or a better path in the light heavyweight division. But I would assume he would. Uh, debut as a heavyweight for sure. Yeah. Now Danielle, uh, Danielle Williams, did he fight at CES for the for the title? Was was that him? He, or he fought he fought for the title against Gregor Bello a long time ago, and then he fought Jorgen. Oh, uh, and he all right, and he had that. Uh, all right. And uh, yeah, he's always been a tough dude. Okay. All right. So uh, shall we move on? Anything we want to talk about here? Uh, there's like. Uh, <laughs> One thing I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, any amateur 135ers that want to possibly fight for a belt down in Philly for a legit promotion, let me know. I got a couple guys in mind. But if you're, if you're in like our top five, hit us up. Say that again, Lars. Uh, some people just tuned in. Say that again. <laughs> any 135er who's looking to fight for a legit promotion, amateur 135er, I was looking to fight for a title for a legit promotion. Um, who's in our top five? Hit us up, and we'll try to connect the dots for you. Excellent, excellent. Um, shall we move on to light heavyweight? Yep. All right. Let me go find that one. 
another thin a thin division here. Uh, but yep. what are you going to do? That's why we put those at the beginning of the show. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. All right, guys, here we go. Light heavyweight pro. Um, best of the best in the New England here. Ter Terrence Gene Jack on top here, man. Yuri Penferov said his name probably wrong. Uh, Daniel Mata, uh, John McNeil, and Yuji. Fucking Yuri um, has the potential to be uh, a champion in anywhere he wants to go. That kid is on a tear. Um, ton of amateur fights, boxing, jiu-jitsu. Um, the kid could probably go to 185 if he wanted to. Um, so there's total, uh, total, so much potential for that kid. And uh, with Terrence out of here and uh, at 1FC, you know, Yuri is probably the man on the East Coast, uh, definitely in New England, but on the East Coast, the, the, the biggest prospect in this weight division. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, um, there's this is a two two headed division, I guess, when you think about it. If you consider Terrence still here, as we did when these came out, um, but uh, you got Daniel Mola, who's I mean, he's a beast. He's a black belt in jujitsu. He's uh, he, training partner Tyler King, one and zero. He, uh, but he's an older guy. Um, he's not going to be making moves uh, anytime soon. I mean, I, I just don't think he's going to be making moves on the top two. Um, so yeah, this, this pans out, right. Um, UG was the light heavyweight champion for premier. So he gets a spot on the list and yeah, that's about it. Yeah. There's not much to say here. It's, it's a pretty thin division, similar to the amateur light heavyweights, right? You know, this division in general from amateur to pro is, is, is very thin. Um, so yeah, you know Yuri, Yuri's a stud. You know Terrence is obviously moving on to bigger things. You know I'm sure we'll still we'll see him in the region. He lives here and trains here, um, but it, it's awesome to see kind of where he's going and going to be competing in Asia. Although I heard One FC is actually going to try to do some shows in the U.S. and I'm assuming that's what they're saving him for. Um, so we'll we'll see how long it takes them to get those shows off the ground. And you know Yuri Panfarov, kid's a stud. Um, you know, he's fought for CES now, I think all three fights, and he's looked really good. So he's got a bright future ahead of him, too. And in, in order to get to the next level in the light heavyweight and heavyweight divisions, uh, it doesn't take necessarily as much grinding as it does in the lower weight classes, just because, uh, you know, law of numbers. Um, there's just not as many fighters in the division. So if you've got some talent, you may get to look pretty quick in your career. Well, there you go. Travis, anything you want to leave off with uh, this division? No, I agree. This is one of those ones that's full, full of opportunity for any of the, the guys coming up from Amy. I know we didn't have many, but, like, again, wide open. You're, you're a heavyweight who no longer likes donuts. Um, you, you, could, you, you could pop up real quick on this light heavyweight uh, card here. Nice. Very, very nice. Um, yeah, we need more. We need more here of uh, these big guys here. Um, okay, let's move on. See, we went by, we went through that. Well, heavyweight, we talked a little bit about, but that's good. We get, we fly right through these first couple and then, uh, we get to the meat. So let me get to, uh, let me find the next out. one's good. Get a good one on the next one. I'm looking for middleweight, right? Is that what I'm looking mm -hmm. for? Oh, there we are. All right, let's see. Oh, wow. Here we go. You ready, guys? So, yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. 
and number one <laughs> middleweight pro in New England, Billy Goff, the CES middleweight and welterweight champion there. What's going on, yeah, guys? Double champ, double champ. Uh, yeah, he he gets it. I mean, there's no question. I think uh, Sumter was number one last time, and he beat Sumter for the the title. Uh, that gets you the number one spot, easy. Yeah, um, it's it's. It is, I mean, people are gonna say like he's only fought a middleweight once, but you know he fought for a belt. You know, this is the fun part about rankings. Yeah, we're gonna put him in middleweight rankings, and we're gonna put him number one, and he holds a belt. Uh, with the biggest promotion in the region uh, from a middleweight perspective. And you know, Tim Karen's coming off a win at uh, Combat FC. Um, so he, you know, he's right there where he was last time, but Sumter moved down to after losing to Goff. So, you know, Billy Goff's number one middleweight in the region right now. Now, uh, interesting, you have, uh, what is it, Marty Navis. He fought at middleweight? Yeah, his his last fight was at uh, middleweight against Antonio Capicas yep. or something along those lines. Yeah, so Caparaldo. Yeah, I don't I don't remember his how to say his last name, but yes, yeah, he fought at middleweight, and um, yeah, that's why he's there. Uh, Pat Casey in the mix there. Um... He's a fluctuating middleweight and welterweight. Um, as far as Pat Casey, he's coming off a win. What was that? A, was that a middleweight fight, or what was that? What was that at? No, that was welterweight. So Pat will probably drop drop off the middleweight rankings next one if he stays at one seventy, which I assume he will. Um, but so yeah, he'll probably drop off just inactivity within the weight class. But I think it makes sense for him to be there right now. Now Hugh McKenna jumped up two spots after beating Pat McCrowan at CES. So yep. he's looked good. Um, and then, you know, it's uh, Fran Collins is somebody to take a look at too. I believe Fran is from the New York area and was a stud coming up and it has, didn't fight for like, I don't know, seven or eight years. And then he came back and fought at combat FC or where, where was it? Was it CES? Combat, combat zone. Uh, I think it was CES he fought there. Um, okay, he was yeah. fight, and then he fought at CES. But he's supposed to be a stud as well. He's older, so who knows how long he'll, he'll stick around in the rankings. But I think, you know, number 10 makes sense. But, you know, this weight division is all about, you know, Billy Goff, uh, who's, you know, he's moving on to uh, Dana White Contender Series. But I think it's interesting to see him at the top of the weight division and, you know, just um, seeing how things played out here. But, I think we've got these pretty accurate. And there's uh, some, uh, you know, some matchups in the making here we can have uh, down the line. Justin Sumter needs to get back in that win column. He's going to need a matchup down the line. Um, when, when Do you guys know when the next CES card is? I don't know if I'm supposed to say September 9th. You could say whatever the fuck you want. So September 9th. So there's a little while uh, before, you know, some of these guys like Yuri and, uh, you know, John, Justin Sumter will probably fight for them again unless he gets a call from Bellator. But, you know, coming off a loss, uh, they're not going to give him a great matchup at Bellator. So it's probably CES at this point. Right. Um, Pat Casey, he's scheduled to uh, go to Combat FC unless, you know, something materializes before that, which I doubt. But um, what is the... Yeah, uh, let's just say there, there's a, a contract 
out there. Oh, okay. Um, well, all right. So we already talked about Pat. Pat looking to maybe probably stay at 170. Marty Navis. I'm. Uh, I st- I'm, I'm imagining him, he's looking for uh, another welterweight fight. And uh, you know, some of these guys could be on this card uh, of uh, Cage Titans on the 27th, and also on um, on CES in September. And Billy Goff could be off to the UFC. After uh, what is it? August fifth, I think he's uh, is the first week in August. He's fighting, correct? Yeah, a couple weeks. You know, yeah. we, we should do a um, a fight companion that night for that contender series for Connor and him. That'd be kind of cool. I'm totally in. I'm it's totally on a Tuesday, in. so I'm in. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we could do that. I can have um, I can have Tommy in the studio. We can have a few, uh, you know, a couple people in there if they want to come come down. You know what I mean? I got to figure it out now. I got the show looking all right, almost professional like. Um, so in terms of upcoming fights, we know Tim Karen's fighting a combat zone August 5th. And Billy Goff's fighting contender series August I want to say 7th, but yeah, it's f- 5th or 7th. Okay. Um something we don't wrong. know about McKenna, we don't know G. Casey's got some booked for early September, hopefully. Um Navis, I would assume we'd see at Cage Titans. I don't know if it's going to be the 27th, but it might be their next show in October. Uh, Mark Gardner's fighting at NEF against – who's he fighting against NEF? I don't know. Someone good. I saw the matchup. Um, I just can't think. He just – he fought um, Sanders. He got knocked out – head kicked knocked out by Sanders. Who's he fighting? Yeah. Who the – I can't think of it. It's killing me. Yeah, it's killing me too. No idea. All right. I see um, the poster. I just can't like connect the dots. All right. Um, yeah. So anyway, anything, it, it'll come to me. Yeah. It's gonna come to me. Yeah. Next, ne- next weight class, it'll come to you. Um, you want to move on, or do you want anything else you want to say about this one? I'm good. Let's roll. All right. And shout out to Dexter's. I mean, uh, Billy Goff here, and also two of their people. Uh, uh, yesterday, two of the images made the rankings. So uh, that that school, that gym is uh, starting to produce some uh, some uh, really good talent out there that are making waves. So good for them. Keep it going, Dexter, and the guys and girls there. So um, and thank you for the support and sharing all the stuff and uh, the excitement coming out of you guys for uh, you know us doing these rankings, man. That's what really makes us feel um, good. That you know some people are enjoying it or most people are enjoying it so all right so mark garden is fighting justin burrow that's why it didn't make immediate sense because he's a south shore guy so uh yeah but he's going to nef excellent guys great i love when you can just go to i need a jamie if i had jamie jamie would be on the side right now looking that up so uh mm-hmm. all right with that said but jamie's crying jamie's crying. all right so with that said uh let's get to the welterweights this one's going to be interesting. Yeah, is this going to make waves? Hold on, let me find Yeah, I think so. Oh, there it is. All right, here we go. I hope I got the right one. Yeah, that's the right one. All right, guys. Uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's definitely necessary. <laughs> here we go. Welterweight <laughs> Pro Summer 2022 New England MMA rankings. And here we go. Billy Goff, champ champ, is double division number one in New England. Um, congratulations, Billy Goff and Dexter's MMA, guys. Um, 
That wasn't hard. Hey, you got something to share now. That wasn't a hard decision as far as welterweight. No. Um, no. You know, that's the first time it's ever happened. We've had one guy at the top of two divisions. And maybe it's going to happen again tonight. I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, some of these guys, I mean, uh, Cameron Lashinoff, he fought at 185 on um, The Ultimate Fighter. Don't know his status. I know he's he's running the trucking business or something like that. Very busy um, keeping uh, that going. So I don't know if as as far as his training, when he's due back, what he's going to fight at, 170, he's going to stay at 185. But I would imagine... If we don't hear something from him uh, in the next, you know, rankings, um, what do we do about that? Well, it'll have to be a discussion. Well, correct? He, des he deserves to be there if he fights again sooner or later, but um, he's he's inching closer to the cutoff there. Okay, uh, I would imagine uh, uh, Jesus too, or no? He's fought um, recent, more more recent. He probably not fought four or five months ago. I okay. Think. Oh, yeah, LFA. All right. Yeah. Never mind then. Yeah. So uh No, I think what's interesting and, and obviously like we got Billy Goff, the double champ, Cage Titans and CES welterweight champ. He's also the CES middleweight champ. Um, you know, he's clear cut number one. And he was number one six months ago as well. Uh you know what's interesting here is that Ryan Sanders jumping up to number three after not being ranked and hasn't fought didn't fight for I think three, three and a half years maybe. Um, yeah. but he came back, you know, Ryan Sanders is stud. He's, I think, nine and one in his last 10 fights. And he came back and, and you know, ended Mark Gardner's night in, I think, like 25 seconds with a head kick knockout. And, you know, anyone who wants to, to debate Ryan Sanders is ranked too high. I could argue he's ranked too low. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the kid's the most dangerous uh, welterweight in New England. Um, you know, save Billy Goff probably. Now, as yeah, far so. as far as uh, Ryan, wasn't he uh, pre uh, layoff fighting mostly at lightweight, one fifty five? Yeah, he was the NEF lightweight champion for a while, but uh, I don't think he'll make that again. No, and I, no. you know, seeing he him on lightweight in probably five, four or five years. His his last, I think his last three or four fights before his layoff were at welterweight. Okay, and I I think he might even fought John Manley at middleweight. Well, you know, I did see him on social media, um, you know, after that fight or before, and he was so happy that he's fighting at 170 now, not starving himself, not killing himself. Um, and look, he looks good at 170. You know, granted, he did fight Mark Gardner, who, what, was two and three or, three, you know, three and two. But um, that he did what he's supposed to do to that guy. You know what I mean? And Mark Gardner's good, man. Mark Gardner's really good. Um but I think Ryan Sanders is on another level, and he's training at a Muay Thai gym now, and he threw the quickest head kick that I've seen in a long time in a connected flush and put Gardner out cold. It was really scary, and it was like, whoa. It was, it was like the building went silent for a minute, like, oh, that was that was dangerous. Um, so, you know, Ryan Sanders, you know, in my opinion, like he's in a weird spot in his career because he's 19-9, and nine, but he's 9-1 and one in those last 10 fights. And nobody wants to fight him in the region. And he's close to getting to the next level, but I think he's like 36. He's kind of on the older side of things. So I don't know if he's going to get a look at the UFC. He might be able to get an outside chance, but he's definitely got an opportunity to go fight for like a PFL or a Bellator or, you know, one of those bigger you know promotions that isn't the UFC. Um, 
It just, yeah, I think he, uh, in my opinion, he's got to get out of the region to go face one or two studs, beat them, and then he's a lock for something big. Um, yeah, I would agree. Go ahead. I would agree. Go ahead, Travis. I would agree with that. No, he was a monster at the light in the lightweight division um, be- before turning to welterweight. Um, it's just the natural progression. He's a bigger dude now, um, but clearly still dangerous. Training with Primo and and those guys. Yeah, uh, if if Cameron does end up falling off this list soon, there's no doubt Ryan will be biting at the heels of Billy Goff. And uh, if Billy Goff makes it to the UFC, Ryan could be number one next time these rankings come out. And uh, there's some potential for matchups here. Um, you know, Marty Navis, who was on our 185 middleweight. Trevor Goody makes the cut at number 10, coming off a finish. Um, so Trevor Goody, I, yeah, four and four and two. Um, looks good there. Them, them two guys for as uh, amateurs, Marty Navis and Trevor Goody. That's a fight that's always been talked about. Uh, Pat Casey, Sean Lally would be a fucking banger of a fight down the line. Um, Trevor Goody is in the talks. Um, I think it's a lock. Not sure. Fighting Joe Giannetti for the 170-pound um, pro Cage Titans uh, belt there. Um, you know, having Trevor, it's it's funny because you got two guys, Trevor at ten, Joe not even on the list, and they're going to be fighting for the the welterweight title. Uh, how do you chime in on that and uh, talk a little bit about that? Yeah, Joe's still holding on to fifty five. Um, he's holding on to one hundred and fifty five pounds right now. He hasn't fought above sixty or sixty five yet, but he's going to be challenging for the title because he's already the lightweight champion for Cage Titans. So. He's fought at some catch weights. Now he's going to go up to welterweight, um, taking on number 10 here. But uh, basically, I mean, Trevor could be a lot better than number 10 here, but he is, is strength of competition for him. He did beat the Gracie kid in Bellator, but he hasn't fought since. So it's hard to gauge um, Trevor off that fight alone. So, yeah, it makes sense. But uh, I have also heard talks of... Gianetti possibly fighting Ryan Sanders. I know that's a fight that Ryan Sanders wants to make. I know that's a fight that intrigues a lot of people. Um, so maybe after this uh, little happening in Cage Titans, it may come again that uh, we can try to line up Joe Gianetti and Ryan Sanders. I think that'd be a great matchup. I think uh, Ryan Sanders would have to come to Cage Titans, and if he had, would have, if he would beat Joe Gianetti in his backyard. Um, you know, being 35, 36, I don't care how old Ryan is, um, that could put him in, uh, that could put him in, you know, a late notice UFC fight. Anything um, is possible once, if that happens. So that's a big matchup. You know, if yeah, it, it makes perfect sense too, because Giannetti's, uh fight against Josh Harvey and Josh Harvey, even though he's left Vision Quest Muay Thai, still works with Ryan Sanders and has been good friends with Ryan Sanders for a long time. So, it would kind of be a uh, coming of ages matchup, if you will. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be fought at Cage Titans or at NEF. I know uh, Joe Cavs willing to put some money where his mouth is and put it on one of his cards for sure. Yeah. Can't forget about Combat FC uh, is in the mix now, making get matchups and another uh, outlet for fighters to get work. So, uh, a can't big f- outlet too yeah. with Fight Pass and all that. So, yep. yeah, it's, it's another level. It's another level to the game in New England for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, they um, they spend a lot of money on production at their last show. I, I've never been to a regional show where there was that level of production. 
not only in the house, but also like there's a production truck there. And I guess it, ca it came across really well on UFC Fight Pass as well. So they, they definitely spent a lot of money in that and it showed. And, you know, those are good guys that are, you know, run a solid promotion. It's, it's just weird for them. They're kind of inserting themselves into this world that's been kind of evolving and moving for 10 years. Um, and I think they're trying to find their footing and find, find their place. Uh, but I, you know, hey, if you're going to spend money like you did last time, people are going to show up and they're going to watch good fights. Um, you know, but what's interesting with this weight class here, I look through it. I don't think there's any fighters that wouldn't fight each other on this list. Uh, let me go back and look because I've already moved on on my list. <laughs> um, Usually you have a couple guys from the same gym or buddies, but I'm, I'm looking through. I think. Yeah, nobody's uh, connected here at all. Um, I think all of them could fight each other. Yeah, I, I, I do believe that. I think the bottom three would be the closest just because they're in proximity to Boston, but I don't think they necessarily train with each other. No, I don't no. think so. Um, so, yeah, there's oh. a lot of things. Oh, wait. Marty Nevis and Sean Lally, they go to uh, they go to Lausanne's in uh, okay, yeah, 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 a lot. Well, I mean, how many people go through Lausanne's? Yeah, but I'm I'm sure I think they've kind of used each other for kind of training partners yeah. getting ready for fights. So, um, you know, you never know, you never know. People want them kind of matchups. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, anything left in here? Anything? So in terms of upcoming fights with these guys, we got Billy Goff on the Contender Series. Last night, we don't know. Sanders rumored to be fighting uh, it possibly in October. Leto Jr., no idea. Uh, Vinicius, no idea. Gotti, no idea. Casey, rumored to be fighting September 9th. Sean Lally, I don't think we've heard much about what he's doing. Navis, question mark, but probably Cage Titans in August or October. Trevor Goody probably facing Giannetti for the Cage Titans belt on October 27th. Well, there you go. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Sounds about okay. right there. All right, guys. Uh, let's move on to our, our lightweights here. So let me get here. Where's Shameless Nation? Uh, he's not here. I don't think he Where's is Where's Shameless here. Nation? He, he don't want to be here. Uh, so. The Funky came in that one. That's awesome. So here we go, uh, people. Um, New England MMA pro lightweight rankings. Here we go. Don Shanus. Don Shanus. Is Shameless. on top. Shameless Don Shanus. We will explain all this as uh, oh, yeah. as we go. Absolutely. Happy so, uh, Ali Zibian, number two. Joe Giannetti, Cage Titans champion, number three, drops two. Peter Barrett drops one. Um, Peter Barrett's a tough one, man. He's, he's got two wins in a row, um, two finishes, too. So, uh, that's a tough one right there. Um, yeah, the only issue, the only reason he dropped one is because Shanus got inserted above him. You know, he would have still been at three. Um, you know, if Shanus, we didn't insert Shanus there. So, no knock on Peter Barrett. Um, guys. Yeah, and he lost to Zebian, so he has to be under Zebian. All right. Yeah. So, do, uh, do we keep going or do we talk about these top three right here? Let's talk about it. Let's, let's just get it out there. Let's. 
All right, guys. Um, yeah. Giannetti is not at the number one. He is the Cage Titans champion. He was our number one lightweight. Let's talk about why Don Chanis is above there. Ali Zevian, um, definitely a, a debate on him being two there. Uh, so let's go. Why is Don Chanis number one lightweight uh, rank, ranked? Well, he's won two. Be- he's won belts in simultaneous fights. One of them being for the 145-pound title at Cage Titans, and the one before he fought at FAC 13, which is James Krause's organization out in Missouri, and he captured their lightweight title against Cody Fister, a former UFC fighter. So it only makes it makes sense to have him ranked if we're representing New England with these rankings to have him ranked in both divisions. Joe Giannetti has had some struggles making weight recently or fought at catch weights recently. So he hasn't shown that he is a true 155 pounder, but he's definitely still carries that belt. And he's looking to add another belt to his collection in the welterweight division. That might, might uh, sure things uh, up for him in that division too. But I mean, it's just, it's what it is. Um, Don's Don's coming in hot. Don's probably aside from Billy Goff, the hottest fighter in new England, He's got the belt in um, FAC. He's got the belt here at the forty-five pound division. It just—it's just the right—the right thing to do. Don's earned this spot. Um, and again, we said it last night. If we line some of these guys up in the cage and who we really thought would win, I think honestly, Don's um, technique would match up well against Joe Giannetti. Um, not that they would ever fight or anything, but. Um, yeah, he, he's he's at the top of these divisions, and he deserves a shot at the UFC, um, and he's made it convincing. Um, the guy that he fought in his last fight was the first fighter that was ever brought in internationally from Cage Titans, the first time they've ever flown anyone in from overseas. He he, he took him out in the first round, for, or second round. Was it second round? Um, not first sure. First round. First round. Yeah, it was late in the first. But uh, and he also took out Fister in the first round. He's just on an absolute tear, um, and he he's going places. Uh, Joe's been there. Don's gonna get there. Well, one thing uh, I'd like to say, one or two things. John has fought his last. Uh, he has fought at one fifty five. Three out of, three out of his last four fights. Um, one. Mm-hmm. Was the Cage Titans when um, he said he fought he fought at a catchweight? Well, a one fifty five pound that was at one fifty five, and then he fought he fought at FAC. Uh, He won the title at one fifty five. He fought previously there at one fifty five. Late notice against the dude he was supposed to lose against, and that guy was he was that that dude was probably going to the UFC with a win over Don. Um, So I mean, if you the only thing people could say is Don hasn't fought at 155 in the region, but he did. He fought that one fight uh, for Cage Tyson recently within the last year at 155. And if we we put Mighty Navis fighting one fight at 185 in the rankings, Don should be able to be in the 155-pound uh, rankings also. Um it's just where you place these guys. And Don, you know, Don doesn't have to own two titles in New England to be, you know, that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's got that other regional title. And Billy Goff has only fought once in middleweight, and he's atop the middleweight. And here's another thing. Joe, come, come Joe, get these guys. Joe, come on. Let's Joe, go. If Joe, somebody wants to fight. Let's, if somebody wants to be on top, come get them. Joe is these fighting. The top Joe's next fight is at 170. So he will not be fighting at 155. 
again in this fight in you know on this card. Um, so Lars, anything? Yeah, it's super uh, interesting division here in New England in the pro ranks. I think it's probably one of the deepest divisions we have, uh, probably the deepest division. Uh, Shannis deserves to be there. You know, the guy's been fighting at lightweight, uh, you know, pretty consistently for the most part. He jumps between lightweight and featherweight. And a lot of times those lightweight fights are like late notice replacements. Um, you know, if he had a full camp, I don't think he'd fight a lightweight, but he's been fighting there and winning. So it makes sense to, to put him where he belongs. Um, you know, and I think the interesting one is Zebian and Giannetti. So Zebian was second. Giannetti was first last rankings. We dropped Giannetti down and, and bumped up Zebian for a few reasons. Uh, one, uh, uh, strength of schedule. Uh, Zebian has fought tougher opponents than Giannetti. Uh, secondly, um, Giannetti's weight misses, you know, negatively affect him to a degree when we, when we consider these type of rankings. So, um, you know, that's where that's at. And, and honestly, I think we're, we're looking to possibly make a fight with Zebian and Giannetti later in the year. We're already kind of like, you know, we manage Zebian. So we talk to him regularly. He broke his jaw in his PFL fight that he won back in April. That's healing. We're waiting for doctor's clearance. And then the idea is to get him, um, you know, one fight before, you know, matching up with Giannetti at Cage Titans if he wants it. Um, but we'll, we'll see where it goes. Anything can happen. It's a fight game. Giannetti's going to have another opponent. Zebian's going to have another opponent. But if they both win and things make sense towards the end of the year, I'd love to see that as a main event. I think it would be one of the, the biggest lightweight fights New England may have ever seen, you know, so... Um, now, can I, can I, can I, I mean, in, in Joe's defense, I mean, how, may, I mean, how many times has he, uh, like missed weight recently? I mean, except for that title fight, I think he's had a late notice opponent here and there that, you know, it had to be on a catch weight, but, um, you, you know, how does, I mean, I know of the title fight against, uh, bone, but does he miss weight regularly? Uh, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, and if I am wrong, please let me know. But I believe he missed weight. I mean, we can go through this in topology, but I know he's missed weight at least three to five times over the past three or four years. <clears throat> I don't want to make that a topic of conversation. Like, okay. He's a solid fighter. He's had issues with us specifically because he says we're biased because we reported him missing weight. You know, it is what it is. You know, he doesn't like us. That's fine. We do this for fun. We're not doing this to make enemies. Um, you know, we're calling it as we see it inside the cage. And if you don't agree with it, that's cool, man. But I hope we can shake hands and, like, be cool about it moving forward. This isn't, like, life or death stuff here. This is, like, fun. This is trying to get people interested in the community and the sport. And, you know, we're not out here trying to piss people off. It's like we're doing this for the betterment of these fighters in the sport. Um, so we're not holding grudges. We're not like putting one person above another. Yeah, we manage some guys and we're going to support them through thick and thin. But, um, you know, we're not here to put, you know, we manage Jacob Bone. He's number 10, you know, it, but he's fought some killers on this list as well. Like maybe he should be higher. I don't know. But, you know, so any issues with Giannetti? I have no issues with Giannetti. He probably has his issues with us, but, you know, we're just needed. Who the fuck cares? Well, Peter Barrett. Love, love, uh, slippery 
two fights, two finishes in his last looked fucking great uh, against Bone. They both looked great. Great, great fight. His fight before that against, against Spencer, he destroyed him. Um, he took out Zach pretty, uh, pretty easily. So Peter Barrett is definitely in the talks there. You know, in the past, uh, just one last thing about, you know, Gian- Giannetti and uh, matchups. You know, wasn't that a fight that was maybe supposed to happen, Giannetti and Barrett? And, you know, if it was supposed to, why can't it happen again? I think that'd be a fucking great fight. That's circa, like, 2015, 2016 <laughs> Cage Titans talk. They used to go back and forth all the time. Um, Pete, uh, Joe would call Peter Peter Rabbit because he was running down rabbit holes trying to get away from him, things like that. But then that all kind of went by the wayside when Joe went on the um, Ultimate Fighter show. It seemed like their careers would never really cross paths. And, yeah, apparently now some people say that they would never fight. Oh, okay. I didn't. All right. That's cool. So just take out everyone else on this list or, you know, people coming in. Um, I think it would be a great fight. Personally, I wanted to see it happen when it was talked about years ago. I think that would solve like it would almost be like a passing of the torch at Cage Titans. Um, Pete's what, 34, 35 years old now, not getting any younger. But uh, Joe's younger. He's been to the big time. But. Right now, he's back trying to make his name again in Cage Titans. It would be a, it would be some sort of like a passing the torch fight, or you know, Pete comes in and defends his cage. I think that would be a monster matchup. Uh, what I think would be great to see is do a, a four man tournament, obviously not on the same night, but you have like uh, Josh Harvey, Zebian, Giannetti, and Barrett in a four man tournament for somebody's title. I've already pitched this to people. <laughs> like maybe go like could be coming go like uh well here's the thing what if you what if you throw it at 65 put a uh, like a like a a trophy on the line not necessarily a belt and then you add ryan sanders to the mix and you throw in a win bonus at the end G- sanders gianetti uh zebian and peter barrett or pick another zach z sabatino any of those guys, it'd be it would be crazy. Um, I, this is an awesome division. What do you what do you think, Steve? I know we've been talking over you. I, I, I mean, no, no. I'm just you know, you guys are the the brains of the alpha here, man. I, I you know, we got to get to the rest of the crew here because uh, some of these other guys have fights, uh, you know, and haven't fought. Um, but I like I like Peter Barrett, man. I like what he's doing. I like his return. Uh, the rein uh, reinvigorated Peter. Uh, he's looked great his last two fights, man, and he, he's not afraid to fucking mix it up with anybody. Um, he's just an exciting fighter to watch. Um, I don't know if his next fight's going to be for uh, Cage Titans. I don't know what his exact plans are. I know he wants to get back to the UFC, but if Bellator offers him some cash, a good fight, PFL comes calling him. Um, that kid's got, I mean, he's got a following. He's fucking produces. He's great on the mic. Um, I like. I like the re-, re. You know, I like the reinvention of uh, Peter coming back from uh, um, the UFC. And he had that. He had that close fight with Ali Zibi, and that fight could have went either way. Uh, mm-hmm. Peter could could absolutely be number two right now uh, with one judge's uh, decision in that fight. So, um, so I- I'm really high on Peter Barrett right now. Yeah, hey, I'm, is- I'm with you, man. He, I've always been a big Slippery Pete fan. Guy's a legend. Yeah. Kid's a stud, man. He's, he's 
He's been around forever. He's been doing it the right way. Um, he's marketable. Like he's yeah. And you're right. Like that Zebian fight could have gone either way. It was a coin flip. You know, uh, it was really tight. You know, I I don't want to uh, drown out the rest of the list though. You know, there's yeah. some guys in yeah. here we need to talk about, and we're getting kind of long in the tooth here with. <laughs> Um, you know, a couple that come to mind that we really need to keep an eye on are Eddie George, uh, Caleb Hall, and Nick Fiore, both, all of them undefeated. You know, Eddie George was actually scheduled to fight Jacob Bone at the last CES card, um, or maybe two CES cards ago. No, last one. Uh, last one, the last yeah. one. Mm -hmm. Uh, that fell through. I think Eddie got a cut or something. Um, that would have been a great battle, you know. <sighs> And then Caleb Hall, you know, he's he's a stud out of Maine now training out, training out at Syndicate MMA in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, in full disclosure, we do manage Caleb Hall and Jacob Bone and Ellie Zebian. Um, so take our opinions of them with a grain of salt. But, you know, Caleb Hall, Nick Fiore, Eddie George, all undefeated up-and-comers who have a legit chance at, at getting the Contender Series probably next year if they can rattle off two or three wins before next spring. I think you could see all three of those guys getting shots at the contender series. I can agree with that heavily. Yeah. Um, Josh Harvey has fallen off a little bit. Um, is he have two, two losses, uh, one with Erickson and then the one that was, uh, where would he fight after that? He fought Aldi Edwards, um, X MMA. Was it? Okay. Yep. So, and the thing about him, he's been, uh, I mean, Tough for him to make weight. He's missed weight uh, one or two times um, and, you know, by a lot. So I think he is permanently moving up or, uh, you know, staying here. I mean, what? where was he missing weight? At featherweight? Not 55. Yeah. Was that at 45? That's why we moved him up on here. Yeah. Okay. He ran at 155 for his last 145 bout. Okay. All right. So, uh yeah. We took him off the featherweight rankings. He's he's posted on social media too. He's not fighting the featherweight anymore. Um, so fifty-five is where he belongs. And you know, like Josh has got a ton of talent, right? He's uh he's coming off a couple losses and you know, it seems like he he's changing camps. Yeah, I don't I don't know what to ex what to expect from from Josh Harvey moving forward. I hope, you know, he's got a shitload of talent. I hope he figures it out and gets with the right team or figures out, you know, whatever he needs to, to, he's got a chance. He's close to getting to the next level. He's just got to get a, got to get a couple uh, quality wins under his belt and he'll be getting a call. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Um, well, let's, let's move on guys. Um, where we go now? Featherweight, featherweight, featherweight. Um, I think we just spent 20 minutes on the lightweights. Yeah, that's all right. We that wasn't, that's an interesting one, though. So we're on featherweight now, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Drum roll or just a yeah? Yeah. That's all we needed. That's all we so need right there. So with that yeah. said, uh, Don Shanus, um, number one featherweight in New England. Um, we're capturing that Cage Titans featherweight title in a fucking slugfest where Don had, um, you know, he had a dig deep in that fight and uh, show again what Don's made of, and that's all heart and fire. Um, Don Shanus to division uh, number one here, man. So uh, congratulations again, Don Shanus. Uh, guys, 
Anything you want to say about uh, this before we move on with the list and with uh, the guys behind him? Yeah, this one's, well, not necessarily about Sheamus, but this one, if you look down the list, there's a lot of young prospects in this division. That's, you ha we have, this is a promising division moving forward with a bunch of young guys. You don't go through this, and aside from Johnny Campbell and, and Aaron Lacey, you don't go through this. Johnny may have more fights than the rest of us combined. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but but if you go if you go through this list, you see guys that are 25, 26 years old, and you get really excited about this division. You got you got Garib, um, who I think has all the potential in the world. I'm, I'm really high on Nate Garib. Um, every time I see him, he impresses me a little bit more. Um, big time excited about him. Then you got Connor Matthews going to. Um, the, the contender series this year, same, um, same card as Billy Goff. So we know all about him great five and O, um, busted through every opponent that they've put in front of him. Um, Tom Pagliarulo, um, another guy who's super high on his only loss being to Nate Garib, um, in a pretty close decision at, um, CES. Uh, but a lot, then you, then you go down to uh, seven, you see Tyreem De Silva, um, Three and zero, and then a bunch of two and zero undefeateds behind him. This the, the bottom of this division is up for grabs, and uh, you know if Don Shanus moves on to bigger and better things, this division could be half owned by twenty five year old guys, and that's just super exciting at the pro level. And and speaking of uh, you know Don uh, moving on to bigger better things, I would imagine you know I thought he'd be in the UFC by now. I uh, you know after you know capturing that Cage Titans and like all he's done in the last year, uh, guys fought like six fucking times. Um, all over the place. I would, uh, you know, I would... We used to say he hasn't had opportunity. Yeah, he. you never know, but um, Don's a professional, and he's looking for the perfect opportunity, and he, yeah, des yeah, he deserves know, honestly, it. Honestly, like, he's played it right. Like, he uh, he holds the cards right now. Like, he may have said no to the UFC or not. I don't know. Um, but I think he's been asked maybe to do a short-notice replacement for the UFC, and, you know, he turned it down. Um so we'll see. I, I think he's he's probably going to get caught. I think he's in conversations more than most people know when it comes to the UFC. So I would expect to see him there soon. Like, he shouldn't have done these rankings anymore. Um, you know, it's funny. So we got Johnny Campbell in here on the featherweights, right? He's, he's a bantamweight. He fights at 35. But Johnny fought Aaron Lacey at 45 at Cage Titans. And with, you know, so Lacey six. And then the other guys below Lacey, seven through ten, you know, none of them have more than three fights. So Johnny automatically jumped up those guys pretty quickly just because of ex his experience and his resume. Um, but you know, I think, you know, the top four right there are three promising prospects, but the bottom as well. Like, I mean, the whole list. We could see these guys fighting at the next level. We could see seven of these guys fighting at the next level in the next three years. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Tyreen De Silver. Um, you know, hasn't had the, the huge opponents, but he's doing what he's supposed to do as a young pro there in his first three fights, and that's finishing them. Um, I don't know much about the other dude, uh, Gordon, or uh, the dude at the end. You guys can fill me in, but Nate Grimard, um, you know, former NEF champion, amateur champion. He started off 2-0. and He's going to be fighting uh, Jake Hicksonbow. Um, in two Saturdays from now, that's a big time matchup right there. Uh, Jake is one and zero. Nate could climb three and zero right here, and he could uh, move up that list. 
uh, pretty quickly with Don maybe moving on, or you never know some of these guys moving on. Connor Matthews uh, getting signed uh, if he you know performs well on the um, the contender series. So Nate's got a, a lot of upside here. He's coming out of a great gym in Nostos, and they are all killing people right now. Um, so. He's getting better every fight, so I'm I'm interested to see what he brings to the table on uh, what is it the thirtieth, twenty nine? Is it the thirtieth? Thirtieth, thirtieth. So go ahead, guys, fill in there. Yeah, no, just running down like what we got to expect, you know, for upcoming fights for these guys. Shanis, question marks? Who knows? Garib, question marks? I'd expect him to be black at CES, maybe in September. Probably. Um, but I, I knew he, he had, you know, some injuries he was healing up. Connor Matthews, we know he's going to be fighting on uh, Contender Series. Tom Aguilero, I believe, is fighting August 5th at Combat Zone. Johnny Campbell, I, I think, was healing a broken thumb. I would assume he'd be fighting at Cage Titans maybe in October. Uh, but who knows? Johnny goes wherever. Aaron Lacey, he's healing up a broken foot. Question marks about him. Tarim De Silva. Next CES. I'm he'll be fighting at CES. Probably in September, maybe the next one. Kibiti Gordon, not sure. Ake Grimard, we know he's going to be fighting uh, Jake Hicks and Bod NEF in a few weeks. And Jacob Detmeyer, question marks. All right, guys. Uh, shall we move on? And, uh, you know, a big, uh, you know, big news, or not news, uh, rumors were, or some chatter going back. Don Shanis against uh, Nate Garib. Garib uh, kind of called out Don for. That uh, that featherweight is it the featherweight or lightweight title at uh, CES? What the? They're both open. Both same night. Tables last. <laughs> that would be yeah. fucking awesome. Wrestling light bulbs. But that was some chatter right there about that matchup. Um, if CES is in September, I'm thinking Don is going to get a call up somewhere before that. Uh, I don't think Don's going to be waiting till September to get back in there since he's been so active, unless it's a, you know, a big money fight somewhere, but he's UFC all the way at this point. He's outgrown cage Titans. Yeah. Uh, not to say I mean, Kate, not to yeah, say cage Titans. cage Titans isn't, you know, a legit and uh, ultimate force in uh, a promotion in new England, but uh, to have a, uh, you know, that other belt at CES and to, if he fights Nate and take out one of their guys um, that could do wonders for, um, Done on fight pass and uh, beyond. So, but wait till September, or you know, get other offers and see what happens. Love it. All right, let's move on. Uh, so, um, breaking news. Uh oh, we're in trouble. Um, someone get her. Hold on. So, our call out of a uh, amateur one thirty five who wants to go fight for a title down in Philly for legit promotion has been answered. Nate Russell wants in on the action. So maybe we'll see Nate Russell in action. How did, uh, was he wa August. was he watching the show that he got that info? Like how the hell does he I may have messaged you I may have messaged him. Oh, all right, all right. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck is watching this? So Nate Russell <laughs> is traveling uh maybe away to uh, a pretty good organization. Might it be on Fight Pass? Can he call in? No, you can't call in. I can, I can have a no. You can't. I can't have him call in when you guys are on. Okay. Unless right. it's on, it's us. It's on the phone. Unless it's on the phone or something. I, I, you know, I can't figure that out right this second. I could do that. You could call me, and I could just put a 
Why why don't we Either not? Way. Why don't we just finish these fucking rankings and have them on uh, another yeah, fucking time? Piss. I got piss really bad. All right, so guys. So uh, so where are we right now? Bantamweight. Bantamweight. Let's All go right. to bantamweight. All right. Here we go. Joe. Say his name. You say it's so sexy, Travis. Penny Fiel. Penny Fiel. Uh, number one. Number one. Ashika Jim. Number two. Um, guys, let's talk about it. Bantamweight's Johnny Campbell, number three. Uh, has moved down, but that's just because new champs have been crowned. Uh, John Duma, number four. John Duma, dangerous guy, could fight anybody in that top three um, and probably wants to at this point. You never know. Um, I'd like to see Duma against Ashik for the title. Yeah, I, 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 pitched, the, I, I pitched that before Ashik got uh, injured or whatever or when he came back. That would have been a great fight. I think John Duma's yeah. waiting. John Duma, I, do, I don't think they're giving him the opportunity. I think he wants – Whatever action uh, fights they give him, but they won't give him anything good. Yeah, I think they're trying to bring him up a little bit slower at, at CES, um, but I think he's ready. I mean, bring him up slower. Look what they did to the Sheik. They gave him a fucking title fight, like after four fight, four, you know, uh, five fights or so. You know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they've been high on a Sheik for a while, as have I. Um, I knew that it was only a matter of time, but they've been. They've been handing out that bantamweight title like it's candy recently. Um, they, three of their last four cards, they've had uh, what was it? They had Jay Perrin win, and then he went to the UFC. They had Diego Silva after that, and then he went to LFA, and now they have Ashikajim. Uh, um, so that's that's three bantamweight belts they've given out this year. Um, but all their guys have used it to, to spring themselves to another level, which is great. Um, I think Ashik will actually um, find himself sticking around, probably defending this title once or twice before he gets the call, but he's really close. Everyone has to remember, too, his one loss is to Chris Moutinho um, in, in an absolute war. So, you know, they stood in front of each other and just slugged it out for, I don't know, eight to ten minutes. Now one, um, that was fight, so. one one thing Diego Silver he was he held uh, the title. Did CES strip him because he went to LFA to fight for the Ed title? Because that was a quick quick uh, you know turnaround with the Sheik fighting for that title. It was just like taking off him or or what? Do you guys uh, know any any backstory on that? I think they labeled him as interim just because of the fact that he. Or, or did they label it as vacant? I, I don't know. They probably, if he's fighting for another organization's title that's on fight pass with the same kind of pedigree that they may have stripped him. I don't know. And then I hear, uh, I think he's fighting somewhere else. I thought I thought I might saw some news on him um, coming back to fight somewhere. Uh, could be, you know, one of those bigger promotions around the country. But I did see him back on the horse. Um, yeah, so, uh, I think, you know, this is, you know, Penafiel deserves to be there. He's fought nothing but killers in the region. Um, Ashika Jim is a stud. It will be in the UFC very soon. You know, yep. Johnny Campbell, he drops a spot, but you know, no knock on him. Uh, and I know Johnny and Joe will never fight each other. Um, and a couple other like intriguing things on this list. Nariko Shulo, he's now 2-0 since his comeback. 
you know, he's probably close to getting a look by the UFC again. Um, you know, he, I think he lost in the contender series and he, that's when he kind of took his layoff after that. So maybe if he strings a couple more wins together, he'll get another contender series shot or moves on to another bigger promotion. Um, and then Harris Bonfiglio, he's, he's really impressed me a lot. Like he's, he wasn't ranked previously. I think he's rattled off three wins over the last 12 months at CES. He's looked really good doing it. I think all finishes. Um, yeah, he's, he's five and one with five first first round submissions. He's a killer. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, he came out of nowhere. He's not a guy that would like catch your attention, like in a lineup or anything. Um, he's just, you know, mild mannered, well spoken, trains hard, puts his head down. You know, he doesn't have that uh, Greek goddess physique, but when he gets in the cage, he's a killer, and he's he's really impressed me. So he's got a lot of eyes on him too. Um, yeah, he just got, you know, got Richie Santiago with a first round armbar. I mean, right. quick, quick as fuck, and that was the second one. He did uh, the same thing to uh, his opponent at CES um, when they were, uh, you know, not at Twin Rivers a couple of cards ago. Uh, you know, right off the second round, he just spun around and and, and sunk a an armbar out of nowhere. It was like so quick. It was it was crazy. Just like with Richie, you know what I mean? Uh, he did catch Richie with a head kick. Um, or some kind of kick early in that fight. Um, so he looked really good in that fight. Um, and uh, he's definitely a legit, a legit ranked fighter here. He could fight anyone from uh, one through uh, one through six now with, uh, you know, what he's been putting out there. Yeah, I agree. He's, a, he's one to, to uh, keep circled, that's for sure. I like him. I like him against Duma. I like that fight. Uh, Bonfiglio against John Duma would be a great fight. Yeah, that would be, uh, that would be actually a great, great fight, but I, lo I like both guys a lot. Yeah, well, a, well, here's the thing. John Duma is a training partner of Richie Santiago, and I know Triforce is, you know, their close-knit group there, and when one of those fighters uh, kind of loses, uh, they want a little revenge, and I think, uh, you know, that's a perfect storm right there. John Duma against Harris Bonfiglio in September. Um, you know, you know what about that matchup is like they both have legit ground games, and but Bonfiglio has a Taekwondo background, yeah. and Duma's been shown to have some hands as well. Yeah, Duma, this Duma's could got be one of those fights that you know stays on the feet and they bang it out. It would. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Both guys not necessarily want to test each other on the ground and just standing in the pocket and banging. That's what I see. I think that'd be a great fight. And I know talking yeah. to Harris uh, in the past before the Richie fight, he'll fight anybody, anybody. That's, you know, ranked above him. You know, he doesn't want to go backwards. He's looking to uh, further his career. So he's anyone on this list here or anyone outside of New England that is, uh, you know, pretty highly ranked in, in their uh, region is his next uh, next fight, I would figure, for Bonfiglio. Um, Lionel Young lost uh, the title against uh, Joe Pennefield. Was that his last fight, Lionel Young? And that was both of their last fights, right? Yeah, he's yeah. He's been scheduled to fight Bruno at, uh, the past couple of cards, and it's been hasn't come to fruition. Oh, uh, one one thing we did mention Richie Santiago, and Richie Santiago has been on these lists for years and years. Um, what he was on the last list was he cor correct? He he has lost five out of his last seven. Three in a row, too. Three in a row. Um, they, I was thinking about this today because I love Richie. Richie's one of my the guys that I've been following for a long time. Richie's one of those guys that 
he comes back and gets a fight and a win under his belt, he'll be on this list again, no problem. He's just faced a, a tough line of, of guys. And yeah, he's been finished a couple times in the first round. Um, but yeah, he gets another big win. He could be right back back on this list. I just think that he, he, recently it's been a struggle for him. I know there was talk in the past Lionel wanted a fight against Richie. Lionel coming off a loss. Richie coming off a loss. That could be a matchup in the making if Bruno's uh, fight don't come uh, don't come about here. Um, Richie looking to get back in the winning track. Uh, Lionel the same. That could be a bang out, uh, great matchup for Cage Titans. Yeah, it's another. That would be another. Great fight to make. Lars? In terms of, uh, you know, upcoming fights for these guys, I don't know of any upcoming fights for any of these guys. Uh, yeah, well, Lionel is supposed to still somehow be fighting Bruno eventually. Uh, Rico DeShulo, I would imagine what? Um, he would, you know... Either like, Combat Zone or Combat FC, he'll be at one of those two, I would imagine. Diego Silver, yeah. I did see that he was... Uh, he was ranting about, uh, raving about another fight. It could be another, uh, it, I think it's another opportunity for a, a, a pretty good organization. So I think he's booked. John Dumar, I would imagine, is waiting until September. You know, I, I, I will say, though, when you look at this list, it is a pretty inactive group. Like, th there's not a lot of guys on there we've, we've seen fight over the last six months, right? Rico... Uh Harris. Yeah, yeah, like they're fighting once. Every... fought twice. Bonfiglio's fought three times. Lionel's fought twice. Last six months. Last six months? Harris has fought twice in the last six months. Rico's okay. fought twice in the last six months. Really? He fought Rob Fuller at the beginning yeah, of the yeah, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. There's a couple guys that are fighting, but in terms of just activity, like there's not much to anticipate here. It's just kind of like... I guess when they're ready to fight. Well, you got Jeff. You got Jeff Joy here, um, three and zero, legit, yep. legit fighter there, former Cage Titans amateur champion there. Um, he was supposed to fight, have another fight against um, uh, Smith, right? Or well, yeah, Will Smith. Will Smith. Uh, I don't know if Joy got a little injury or or Will. I'm not sure. I think it was Joy, uh, but that was a great matchup that just didn't happen. Uh, Smith always brings it. He's fought for Bellator a couple of times. Fought John Duma to a, you know, I think it was a unanimous decision, but it was closer than, uh, you know, a unanimous decision. That was that's for sure. Uh, so, you know, what do you what do you know about Jeff Joy? Anything, guys? Uh, I know he's uh, coming back from an injury. Um, elbow know, injury, little little elbow injury. Yeah, he uh, he loves Cage Titans, so. Most likely, you know, maybe October, something along those lines. Cool, cool beans. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Um, I heard that, um, you know, Cam Arnold might be fighting for uh, Cage Titans sooner than later. Uh, so that's another uh, bantamweight there that, uh, you know, can add to a mix with a big win there. Uh, he's been fluctuating between boxing and MMA, trying to stay busy. I think he had a fight scheduled, um, you know, a card ago, a couple of cards ago, and you know, they fights bail out on him. You know what I mean? Afraid to face. Uh, yeah, he was supposed to fight Kenny Lewis at one point. Yeah, when I heard that matchup, I knew that was gonna. You know, Kenny Lewis has pulled out more times than uh, fucking uh, uh, R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> or not pulled out. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> what if that's his nickname? 
Kenny R. Kelly Lewis. <laughs> no, it's actually Livewire. His nickname is Livewire. That's a good nickname, man. It doesn't. He doesn't deserve that fucking thing. Well, let's move yeah, on. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. What's going let's on? Go. What happened? Flyweights. Oh, you guys are fucking Jesus. All right, fuck off, man. Dude, this is the pros, man. We, we were gonna talk longer than the the Amis. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right, where are we going? Flyweight. Flyweight. Uh, there, uh, there we go. No drum roll, just uh. There we go. Mm-hmm. Mitch Raposo, number one, moves up one spot. Blaine Shutt. Moves down one. Him and Blaine switch spots, and it's not necessarily due to Blaine's performance because he's fought. He fought some tough dudes in Bellator and stuff like that. It's basically um, he's not quite as active inside the region anymore. Mitch is uh, representing the region now at flyweight. Um, We still would love to entertain that matchup at some point. Um, possibly for Blaine's CES belt, if that's still in existence. Um, it'd be great to see Blaine against Mitch. We've been talking about it since we first did our rankings. Um, and, and maybe this is just some uh, some some sense of hope here that we move those two around. Maybe it'll uh, jar, jar something up again, you know, get these people talking about that matchup. I know Mitch has messaged me a couple times asking about Blaine, but I know Blaine's probably off for the rest of the year. Um dealing with some nagging injuries. But it would be a fight we'd love to make if Mitch isn't in the UFC by the end of 2022. And one thing to add about Blaine, um, you know, he's had a couple of losses in a row. They've been for Bellator at um, out-of-his-way class. And it's shown yeah. that he's, you know, he is a, a natural flyweight. Uh, takes a big money fight if it's going to pay him, yeah. And he's not afraid to fight anybody. Uh, but 135, uh, we gave it a shot with him. And, you know, Fighting these killers in Bellator and moving up in a weight and, you know, not having a huge training camp like some of these guys do that fight for Bellator. Uh, man, it's not just, you know, 135 is not the division for, for Blaine. Um, and that's what's giving him the layoff now. I mean, not to say he didn't want to fight at 125. There was lots of times uh, we wanted a fight at CES at 125. They just couldn't get a matchup for him. So the kid was forced to make some money. Uh, and go for, for, fight for Bellator. And, uh, you know, he got paid, but he took some injuries and, uh, you know, it took some uh, hits on his record as well. So, uh, but. Yeah, Blaine, Blaine's, a, Blaine's a lifelong wrestler. The kid wants to fight at 25. The, the only logical matchups to make are against some of these top guys. Um, and the, the, the deal with Raposo never really has worked out. We're still hoping for that. But um, Blaine's not fighting at 35 due to his choice he's doing it because other people are choosing not to fight him at 25 so uh before we move on the party hour with tlc on youtube says i'm coming home soon is that our party man i'm assuming that excellent it's gonna be joe awesome awesome cool uh so yeah so you know repulsion shot flip-flopping you know, full transparency, we manage Blaine's shot. So maybe this shows you our unbiased approach to these rankings. We dropped our guy down because Mitch deserves to be up there. <clears throat> you know, Blaine, he's got two losses uh, in a row. He lost 
at 135 in Bellator against some studs. Um, so, but, you know, before that, it was really difficult getting fights for Blaine. It just, you know, at one point we tried to line up a fight with him and Mitch last year. I think it was like last fall, but Mitch, I think, was getting his uh, contender series shot at that point. Or maybe it was the ultimate fighter, one of the two. So, um, you know, he obviously couldn't take take the fight at that point. Now Mitch is asking for that fight and Blaine's on the shelf injured. So I know the fight's going to happen. It just probably won't be till, you know, maybe early next year um, or maybe at the end of this year. I don't know, but it's a fight everybody wants to see. Uh, the re- you know, the rest of the, the rankings here, Tim Flores is a guy to watch. Um, up and comer. I think he's on a three fight winning streak and his only loss came at like 35 or 45, something crazy. Yep. And um, so he, he's definitely another guy that I'm, I'm keeping my eye on. But again, flyweight's got the same issue as like heavyweight and light heavyweight in the region. It's just, it's not incredibly deep. And that was the issue that, you know, a lot of these guys run into. You can't find matchups. Same as with the females. You can't find matchups just because there's not enough active bodies in the region. And a lot of these local promotions aren't necessarily going to fly in uh, somebody in your weight class to fight you from across the country and take on that expense, especially if you're not going to sell tickets to, to make up, recoup that expense. So, you know, all these promoters who are saying, you know, you're for the sport, you want to grow the sport. Here's where you got to invest in this, this division and this in, in the region and invest by flying guys in to fight these guys and giving them fights. Um, cause otherwise it's going to continue to whittle away. Yeah. You may lose a little bit of money on the fight, but you know what? It's what's the right thing to do for the sport. Well, there Agreed. you go. Um, Casey Norton, one and oh, makes his, uh, debut on the list. He's fighting out of Ascension athletics. He had a great fight at CES in his debut. Uh, the kid's a gamer. The kid's definitely a gamer. Um, I do believe I did talk to him at the last CES event. He uh, is looking for another matchup uh, for the next card. I think he said he was supposed to be on this uh, the card that uh, they just had, but something fell through with that. So uh, he's waiting for the next fight. Definitely wants a fight for CES. Um, so, you know, he's coached by some really, really great talent there. Um, David Torreo fighting. He used to fight at Ascension. Uh, I'm not sure if he's still there. Um, you, know, the, you know, as we get... Down that list, Jeff Silva just lost at a CES event. I think when they went to Florida or something like that. A veteran has fought a ton of talent, um, not afraid to fight anyone. So, I mean, Jeff Silva has to be on that list. I mean, he's on a losing streak, but he is a veteran and he's dangerous. He could fight any of these guys here uh, from, uh, you know, from six to nine um, and give him, uh, you know, give him the run for the money. Uh, Brandon Nafed, maybe that would be a great matchup with them. Um, they both need a win, so who knows? And there's probably people out there saying, why do you have somebody that's 0-2 on the list? But he's lost to uh, Tim Flores and one of the other top Just guys. Va- Valentin. Valentin. Valentin, yeah. Yeah. So he, I mean, we didn't even make 10 in this division, so it's worthy of putting him on there just due to his strength of competition. And Jesus, Lars. Laz is telling us to get to the women. Let's get to the women. All right. Uh, Women's pro, pound for pound. Um, Lars is still going to piss. He's holding it like a chance. That's all right. We're going to get the women's right now. And we're going on an hour and a half. 
trying to keep people interested and entertained. Will you stop it? Uh, all right, and one last thing before we do this, right? Um, I think next rankings we should have pound for pound best male. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, we were we're gonna do it right after this. Oh, I, I thought I, I thought you yeah. were fucking cutting me off on that. You I thought it. Off the top, all right, all right, here we go. All right, uh, women's pound for pound best in New England. There you go, guys. Uh, a little movement here, and. Um, and right, right, rightfully so, I guess. Um, Glory Watson moves up, and I think Glory uh, has some news coming out soon about uh, a fight. I saw uh, Neff. I saw somebody uh, that won against somebody on this list uh, post that they're going to be fighting in, at Neff in October or in the next card after this. Um, the the woman the woman that beat um, Hillary Rose. Mentioned that she will be fighting at Neff. Gabriella Golfin. That could be a Glory Watson matchup right there. That could very well be a Glory Watson so, matchup. So, uh, so let's talk about this, guys. Uh, yeah. So, um, moving up a, a spot to take the number two after Jesse Miley. Jesse Miley has been on top for a while. Yeah, she fights for Bellator, but she's clearly cut cut the uh, best pound for pound woman from New England. Um, MMB, uh, the spider monkey comes in at number two, five and one, uh, Hillary Rose moves down to three after the loss to Golfin. Um, it was very unexpected and, in, in, in probably a lot of people thought that that was her chance to make it to the next level, getting a win against Golfin and Golfin, um, took her out in the first round. So there's, there's definitely some controversy at three, but Hillary Rose is still a top prospect in the region. She's fought in some very tough spots. She's uh, fought high level at CFFC and CES and Cage Titans. Um, so she belongs up near the top pound for pound. Then we got Glory Watson. Um, and enough's been said about her. She's she's surging. She jumped up three spots. And uh, she doesn't look like she's slowing down anytime soon. And then Kylie O'Hearn is above Gabriella Golfin because Kylie O'Hearn beat Golfin at uh, Cage Titans. Um, so yeah, this list plays out pretty easily. Um, Alexander Ballou's been off for a little while, but she's always been exciting to watch in the cage. Um, and then you round it out with, uh, Daniel Heinley, who's a submission specialist and Christina Katsikas, who is a Jeep driving golden retriever mom who likes to grind meat. And she, uh, I heard that she might be on, uh, the next card after this. Uh, I mean, she might be on this card. Coming up on yeah, the Yeah, I heard she might be coming up on Cage Titans. So she's been looking for a matchup desperately. She's been doing a lot of grappling because she can't get any fucking MMA fights. Uh, I believe her last MMA fight was for Bellator, correct? Yeah, to the best of my knowledge. Yeah, and she lost a decision against a great prospect they were, uh, yeah, yep. they're bringing up. So, um, you know, a little tweaks with her, you know, maybe in a striking game or something. She's definitely an incredible grappler. Uh, that yeah. she could uh, move right back, right up them rankings, and uh, she's young, and she's uh, she's hungry, and she grinds, man. She does grind yeah. in a fight, that's for sure. That's right. Hence the meat grinder nickname. Um, Alexander Ballou, another Ascension uh, product there, uh, had a loss um, back at CES. Uh, I think uh, uh, win and loss. Uh, you know, one win, one loss in the last couple of fights. Uh, so she's got to yeah. get back in there. Um, and, uh, Guff, what's her name? Golfin. Like we said, I think that might be a, um, that might be a Watson matchup, uh, for the next you know, Neff card. She's, she's really surprised me. May not be the best dancer in the world, but she's huh. a legitimate fighter. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she uh, she had a great she had a great fight with uh, uh, Kylie. I mean, she was going at it. You know what I mean? It, you know, uh, but yeah. Ky- Kylie yeah. Oheren's just a, a fucking animal when she's uh, you know, locked in. There's um, you know, I think Watson and O'Hearn intrigued me the most on this list. You know, Glory started zero and one, I believe. So she's rattled off three wins in a row against pretty yeah. legit competition. Um, and then Kylie O'Hearn. She made in a comeback against golf and recently and looked really good. And I know she's been training down at SBG in uh, Alabama, right? With uh, yeah. with uh, um, Don Shanus there too. Yeah. Yep. So uh, you know, I know she's been kind of picking up her training. So she's always been a prospect. Uh, I just think the consistency of her training and, and what showed in the cage was the concern. But if she can keep doing what she's doing. She's got a future, you know, ahead of her. Uh, yeah, and then I want also want to point out too. Uh, so Gabriella Golfin, five and four. One of her losses is to Jasmine Jujavicious, wow. who's in the UFC, and another one of her losses are to Aaron Blanchfield. Both of them have fought for the UFC, so it's like she's a tough girl. Um, she can make some moves in this division, and um, taking out Hillary Rose is definitely a feather in her cap. Um, I, I'd like to see a little bit more of Gabriella Golfin. Yeah, and we are, because uh, like I said, she did post about coming back to New England. So, and it is for now. So, um, guys, anything else you want to say about this before, uh, you know, we uh, decide off the cuff who's uh, pound for pound best in New England? Because Let's do that. I, I I'm not part of this. Yeah, because uh, you know. Oh, is it, is it gonna be? I'm. We're yeah, and and let's preface this by saying that we have not talked about this at all. We haven't even thought about it. I'm literally looking at names right now and, and trying to like. I feel like I want to get. I, I'm. I'm. I'm just gonna go off the top of my head. I know what my one and two are, so that's not a problem. Yeah, all that's. Right, who's your one and two? That's all we need is I, one and two. That's all we need. I have. I have Billy Goff number one, and I have Don Shanis number two. Explain why. I pretty easy for Billy Goff. Um, he is a little bit younger. That's why I give him the edge. He's a little bit more of a physical specimen at the uh, 170, 185 pound division. Don is undersized for featherweight, which kind of makes it a better, I mean, undersized for lightweight, which he won both number ones in both of those divisions. But I, Billy, I, I mean, like, I've been high on Billy Goff for a long time. I, de- I just think he is the best prospect in the division right now and has the most potential which makes him pound. Look at who he's beat. He's beat Gary Boletto. He's beat um, Marty Navis. He's beat... Sean Lally. Uh, Sean Lally. Sean Lally, and he's beat uh, Justin Sumpler. I mean, he's cleared out top three names in two of those divisions. It's just, that's where he belongs. He belongs at number one, Don Shanus at number two. And it, it's it's a crapshoot from there. Can we go from there, Lars? Where, you, do you want to go any further? If you guys want to go low, oh, you know, but I one and two was all I uh, was interested. I want to write this down. I'm looking for a pen. That's my daughter, not the pencil. I would say we got to probably would be in discussion to have Mitch in there somewhere. Hold on, um, thunder here. I thought it's my turn. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not saying Mitch is three. Look, look at how happy you guys are now. Like, you just lit a fire under your ass. I'm ready to go to bed, guys. I got my one and two pound so, for pound here. Yeah, I think we all we all agree. Like, well, maybe we don't. But I agree, Goff and Shane is one and two. I think yeah, Goff. Yeah, one and one A. Yeah, one and one A, right. 
So yeah. Goff gets the nod just because he's a little bit younger. His um, he may be the biggest prospect to come out of New England in the last ten years, maybe ever. I don't know. Uh, just what he's done over the last couple of years, like he his his meteoric rise, like has put him on a path to start him with the UFC. Maybe that's a lot of pressure on him, but I feel like he's one of the best prospects to ever come out of the region. Shanice isn't far behind though as well. His path was just a little bit longer. You know, he's had 16 fights to Goff's nine. Um, so those are my one and two. Like yeah. what, what do you have, Steve? Um, I I uh I am along with you guys. You explained it perfectly. Um okay. you know, I, I think uh, you know, what what Billy's done in the area and who he's fought. Not to say um, you know, Don hasn't, but um, we're talking pound for pound best in New England, and I think um, Billy's, um, you know, in the last year has done a, a, you know, just he's been a force to reckon with, and he's fought yep. he's fought nothing but beasts. His only couple of losses is one to Lashinoff, uh, um, and one to uh, uh, the Pico dude who was expected yeah. expected to be, uh, you know, a big rising star. So Billy's only two losses, and that you know Billy's never been, you know, he's never been. Uh, He's never been stopped mid-round. He was stopped in between rounds with that cut. It wasn't yeah. his fault necessarily in that Pico fight. Um, you know, things could have gone differently. Billy, they, you know, they could have stopped that cut from bleeding and Billy could have fought that fight and, and made it a win easy enough. He's, he's shown the ability to do so. And then lost to Cameron Lashinov in like his second pro fight. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think we got it on the mock there, you know, yeah. uh, you know, Number three. Number three, and we out. No, let's keep going, man. Let's right, do this. Go ahead. I'll tell you my number three. Well, how far are you going? You guys come here. Everybody come up to number three. Mine is. Mine's a Sheikha Jim. I think it, I go. Here's here's where I go. I go. My top five. We'll, we'll leave it at that. All right, yeah, go top I go, five. I go. Um, Billy Goff, Don Shanish, Ashika Jim, Ali Zebian, Ryan Sanders. Oh, all right. I so I go the same top four, and I put Mitch Raposo in there for Ryan Sanders just because Sanders hasn't fought much yet in the region. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. All right. All right, guys. Um, is that it? Is that a wrap? Is that the ball game? The kitty backs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so guys, um, man, two a marathon here tonight and two podcasts in a row doing the rankings. I think uh, we did pretty damn good with both sides uh, on what we're dealing with and uh, you know what's going on between weights and some divisions not having enough fighters to you know make it a complete. But I think we nailed it on the, pretty much the pros that you know the I think the only controversy or the most chatter will be about the one fifty five pound uh division there as far as you know Shane is taking the number one and uh Joe Gianetti going down the three. Ali Zebian man, uh you know that could, I mean there's just beasts yeah. up up and down that one through five right there. Here's my thing. Here's my thing for all the naysayers who think our rankings aren't super legit. 
go to Tapology and tell me how many names you recognize in the top 10 in our region. Because there's guys who have fought for Bellator in our region, who have fought for, like, big-time promotions in our region. Sometimes, like, half the guys you don't even know. You go to you go to Bantamweights, and there's four or five New England guys in the New, ranked in the New England region, and then it's a bunch of other guys that aren't really New Englanders. Hey, and and uh, Don Chanis is saying, y'all sleeping on Connor Matthews, because he lives down south now, right? So we got to give it a little twang. But, yeah, yeah Connor, Connor Matthews definitely has a uh, uh, an argument to be in that top five pound for pound. I put him right in that four, five, six, seven range. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I just think the talent, uh, the fighters, the records and the fighters that he's fought, not I, yeah. all his fault. 100% strength, strength of schedule yeah. because, because no one's come wanted to fight him. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Um, guys, I'd say he's top, yeah, top six or seven. I'd be right there with Lars. And uh, I don't think we're all sleeping on Connor. It's just there's a lot of people in this fucking division to uh, you know keep our eye on. And Connor's, you know, I I expect I expect Connor to be off this uh, list uh, next time. I expect him to get his contract on uh, August fifth yeah. or seventh, along with Billy Goff. I uh, so you know we we hope to never rank Billy Goff, Don Chanis or Connor Matthews ever again. Excellent. And yeah. hope some other guys too, Get the right? fuck I mean, off that's... the list. Get the, lo- yeah. the fuck off the list. Yeah. Um with that said guys, um I think we did a great job. Um great podcast two days in a row. I think I'm going to be back tomorrow with Tommy and we're just going to reflect a little bit, uh talk about nothing and maybe have a fighter or two call in who may be happy or may not be uh too pleased. They may be able to call in. And yell at me one on one here. I'll be uh, at their disposal, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, so, with that said, guys, uh, thank you so much. I'm gonna throw this on Spotify. Um, don't leave yet. Um, uh, you know, you know. I, I like you to keep me company for two seconds after the fucking podcast. All right, guys. I'm really gonna piss. But all right, you can go. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll drop the posters tomorrow. We'll update the website tomorrow with the rankings. Um, you know. Share it. You know, give us your thoughts, everybody. You know, talk shit. Tell us we suck at this. Uh, you know, it's all for fun. And what, for what, one thing we're not going to do is debate it on Instagram or, you know, on... Uh, so, I mean, it's there for you guys to debate. We brought it out there. We told you all our reasoning for these uh, rankings. So there's no need to ask, why is this one at this? Maybe ask yourselves or ask other people, get other people to comment on it. But um, these rankings are in black and orange, and they're here to stay until the next ones drop. So, And I'll also add this. Like, there's no three other people in the region, in the world, who know New England mixed martial arts like us three do. We literally go to pretty much every event. We put in... 10 to 20 hours a week just like working on the website interviewing people you know uh so we are we're gonna we're gonna say we we know a lot more than a lot of other people do in this region when it comes to this sport and we just love putting it out there like this so people can debate it and these guys can get some shine and we can hopefully get them to the next level because this is about winning fights but it's also about promoting yourself and marketing yourself to get noticed and, and try to make a living doing this. So hopefully these guys use this platform to kind of jump off and, and accelerate their careers, not only 
uh, from a competitive standpoint, but financially as well. And hopefully we can help them do that. And we, we can use our platform to do that. Excellent. Yeah, and again, for the naysayers, uh, Lars and Steve, I just want to check with you, but I didn't get a paycheck this week from New England MMA. Did you guys? No, I paid into New England uh, MMA this yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. So we're doing this. we're doing this to fuel the sport. We're not doing this to collect a paycheck. And I feel like some people act like, we're paid journalists or, or, or something like that. There's no doubt that we've made you more money than we've made ourselves. And I Definitely. hate to say it that way, but it's true. And we're doing this for the love of the sport. So give us a break sometimes too, guys. With that said, I'm writing the, the rent check for this room right now. That's due tomorrow. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's a labor of love. We're not it, like, there's some people that come at us. Like we're making the money hand over fist yeah. on, on this. And it's, and, and uh, here's, here's a, I wouldn't be sitting on my mom's couch right now. If I was making money, who, who, who else is going to spend 20 hours getting these rankings out, getting them on posters and getting a podcast going about them no one's going to take on that challenge so um it was a you know when you combine the posters like the talking about it the podcast we probably got at least 30 to 40 hours into this and you know i have two kids it takes away from my family i got a full-time job and i do this because i love it and um you know i hope other people realize that too and embrace what we're trying to do and share it and get the word out there because it's only helping everybody like like if we're getting rich and you know living in mansions you know maybe you could like give a shit uh but you know we have no bias we're we're just here to report the news uh give some people some shine um and and hopefully you know make everything better make the sport better like and yeah, it's be- been my mantra since I started this, just to leave the sport better than I found it. That's all. Yeah. And uh, I believe we're definitely doing that and making a mock here in New England. And we're helping these fighters all out. And, these and ran- if you don't like it, go fuck off. Yeah, you don't have to subscribe. And some a lot of you use that. Watch and uh, follow us, you know, kind of lack on that subscribing to us and sharing the shit. You know what I mean? It's... uh. So with that personal said, or anything. No. So with that said, um, yeah. you know, share, subs- even subscribe to our YouTube channel because it's growing. It is growing every um, every show, getting a, another couple of people to subscribe. Uh, we had great success on the amateur um, rankings yesterday. We got a lot of play on YouTube, and that's all we stream from is YouTube and, uh, you know, Spotify. So that, um, you know, follow those two and NewEnglandMMA.org uh, for all your, all your you articles. You want a shirt? You want a shirt or a hat? NewEnglandMMA.org. Yeah, that's how, you, that's how you that can pay us back. pay the bills. Definitely. You know? Definitely. Yeah, exactly. Everyone, everyone always says like, oh, yeah, we'll support you with whatever. But um, we can see every sale that comes through. So, uh the it, let's just say the the shirts and hats aren't flying off the shelves, but I mean, if you're going to do it to support your local fighter, do it for the people who support your local fighter. Um, you know, these hats are super sick there. And for the price, they're probably some of the best quality hats that I've seen around new England for a long time. You got the, we spared no expense. We got the puffy writing. Um, shit's legit, brah. Can't wait for mine to come in. So, all right, guys, with that said, uh, hang around. Uh, I'm going to end the show. Uh, With that said, I will be back tomorrow around 830 with Tommy. Uh, We will reflect a little bit on the the rankings, not in depth. I just might talk a couple of things. 
Uh, phone lines will be open. I'll let you know how to call in if you are a disgruntled fighter who wants to fucking get his word on here. Uh, uh, so yeah. we'll see what happens. I don't know if disgruntled, I disgruntled complaint line. <laughs> so that's what that's what I'm gonna have. That's gonna be the the, Thank the you tech. Thank the room podcast. Gonna, Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I might have to. I might have to get a Jamie in here just for tomorrow. I might have to. So uh, with that said, and I'll be drinking. I didn't drink beer or nothing the last two nights. I will be drinking tomorrow. So, uh, you know, if you give me some shit, I might give it right fucking back to you. So with that <laughs> said, New England MMA, number one, we out of here. Woo!